Hey, podcast listeners, this is Charles Chandler, host of the Age of Organizational Effectiveness podcast. This week is episode 64, Narratives as Attractors. This is actually a discussion that was first aired back in November 2016 as part of our discussions on complex adaptive systems. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that uh, many of the episodes over the last year uh, have made it into a book, and that book is now available on Amazon. It's called Become Truly Great, Serve the Common Good Through Management by Positive Organizational Effectiveness. If you want more information on complex adaptive systems, take a look at Chapter 4 of that uh, book, which is titled Organizations as Complex Adaptive Systems. Uh, the book is available in three formats, uh, hardcover, softcover, and the Kindle edition. If you go out to Amazon before June the 5th, 2017, you'll be able to download the Kindle edition for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. So I would encourage you to go out there as soon as you can and uh, take a look. Go to Chapter 4, where you will find the discussion on organizations as complex adaptive systems. So, on with the show. Welcome to the Age of Organizational Effectiveness. This is the podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Today we're up to episode number 40, and the title I'm using today is Narratives as Attractors. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you may remember back in episode number 17, we talked about complex adaptive systems, and attractors are one feature of complex adaptive systems. We're going to talk today about narratives and how they can be attractors within these systems. Well, in the natural world, complex adaptive systems can be seen in flocks of birds and schools of fish and colonies of ants, among other things. Within a flock of birds, individual birds synchronize their states in the flock based on simple rules. No single individual controls the system, but order emerges from the interaction of the agents with each other. In a school of fish, the individual fish interact in a nonlinear fashion and synchronize their movements by rapidly changing direction in surprising patterns. In ant colonies, individual ants self-differentiate to conduct different tasks, although no one is in charge, including the queen. While there is no agreed definition of a complex system, when systems with many agents function as an integrated whole, consistent patterns emerge from below through the interaction of the agents with one another. Organizations uh, are also complex systems, complex human systems. In the CAS perspective, organizations are seen as made up of individuals that may act on their own. These individuals are human agents and typically include an organization's management, its employees, and even its suppliers. In such a system, order emerges from below based on the interaction of the agents with each other, 
producing such observable phenomenon as a culture and a general sense of how we do things around here. Now today we're going to talk about narratives and their role as tools to shape the way in which the agents within an organization behave and align their behaviors in ways that are guided by narratives. Now, narratives are simply stories, and they may contain stories about goals and objectives and how the organization itself converts its skills and its resources into outputs and outcomes that are meaningful to its customers. Narratives have the ability to attract. They become attractors within the complex adaptive system that we call the organization. Positive narratives give employees a sense of purpose and the ability to connect their individual behaviors with the larger group behaviors and goals of the organization itself. Employees that feel that they are part of a larger purpose, helping not only their customers, but their fellow man in a larger sense, feel a greater connection with each other and with the organization overall. Attractors become important as we think of the future approaching and how we can guide the future into the present and take advantage of its most promising aspects. If you think of riding a train and you look at the distant hills, you see the hills approaching. Of course, the train is moving toward the hills, but it almost looks like the hills are approaching you. That's much of the way that we could think about the future flowing toward us. And what we do is to prepare ourselves for the future by investing in certain hard and soft resources that serve to guide and determine what futures emerge as the future events are flowing toward us. For instance, if you think of yourself as a young person looking toward college and you imagine your future life, there are many possibilities out there in the future. But you have to prepare yourself for that future by going to a certain school, studying certain courses, and then emerging on the other side as the future comes toward you. The skills that you pick up and the degree that you walk away with serves as a constraint and an attractor that guides your future possibilities. In the same way, a company, if it invests in new equipment, will then make it possible to produce its products at lower cost and higher efficiency and be able to attract and gain certain customers that it would not otherwise be able to attract. So as the future comes toward us, narratives also serve as attractors that guide our actions in the present and enable us to make sense of our present and near future actions that will enable uh, this the enactment of the goals that we have envisioned for ourselves. This being the election season in the U.S., we see a binary choice that the voters have to make between either the Democratic or the Republican Party. The narratives of each of these 
parties serve as attractors to lead us in the direction of one candidate or another for president and other candidates that are down ballot within the same party, perhaps, uh, for House and Senate. These narratives that we are hearing in the media and that come to us through our televisions and radios and across the Internet, these are not narratives that we can verify on our own through first-hand knowledge. We have to rely upon the truthiness and validity of our sources. And so it's important that we double and triple check the validity of these sources before buying into a particular narrative and being attracted in that direction. False narratives, if we buy into them, will limit our opportunities in the future because we are assuming that they will come true. False narratives limit our country's future and if we give control to those candidates that are espousing these false narratives, lead us in a direction that will not be productive. Within an organization, we also see narratives being advocated by different groups within the organization. The overall narrative of the organization's goals and how it expects to achieve them need to be matched with the backstory of conversations among our peers and behaviors that we see going on around us. And in the context of the organization, we can verify the bigger narrative by seeing the behaviors that are enacted around us. That was not the case in the overall election uh, narrative. So the way to pick out false narratives is basically to see a conflict either within the, let's say, within the context of the organization to see that a mismatch between the narrative that's being offered officially and the informal narratives that we are gathering from our own peers and observations where we're working. If we see that these are in alignment and that, that people are behaving in manners consistent with the overall narrative, we can feel confident that the strategy is being enacted. However, if we see behaviors that are going against and or in conflict with the overall narrative, we must worry about the future of the organization itself. So too, at the national level, as we look at the election, false narratives can be found in those that are trying to turn one group against another or tear down the whole. As we've been advocating on this podcast for some time, serve your environment and be rewarded in return. And a good organization is one that is not only effective within its environment, but it's building up the environment for the whole rather than tearing it down. So today we're trying to emphasize that narratives can be attractors to align behaviors with goals. They can be positive. We must, must also be on the lookout for false narratives that lead us in the wrong direction and limit our future because we're investing in the wrong things, the wrong leaders, the wrong narratives, and it will serve to limit the future as it approaches and it collapses down to the present. So I think we'll end it here for today. Thanks very much for being with us. 
Join us again next week as we again explore stories of organizations and their performance. You can access all of our podcasts at our website, ageofoe.com. Until next week, so long for now. 